Well, I always like to keep everybody up to speed when we find something interesting going on in the world of real estate. This especially applies to you, Corby. You are a real estate maven. Yes, I am. I think that you, you always say that you would have your second calling would have been to teach eighth grade history. Yeah. I think you would have been a fine Century 21 real estate agent. Yeah, maybe so. I run a little high-end, though, generally, for yeah, most. Yeah, you only go after, like, the 10,000-square-foot-plus, 20-million-plus property. And that's what we have for you all today because this is back up for sale, this property is. It was on sale three years ago. They have lowered the price. So this could be a bargain for you. Now, I know you're also spending a little time these days wondering about where you're going to wind up when all of this is over. I like and to put it where I'm going to die. Yeah, where you're going to die. Well, I don't know if this guy died here, but he lived here. And during his oh. time of prominence, this was quite... Well-known, a quite well-known place. Is this the Wilt Chamberlain home? No, this is not the Wilt Chamberlain home, but you're close. Milt Chamberlain? No, not Milt Chamberlain. (laughs) (laughs) You said he was close. Milt. He's kind of close. This is San Clemente. Who comes to mind when I say those words? Sam Clemente? San. Oh, San Clemente. Clemente. It doesn't have anything to do with the great Roberto Clemente, so let's dispense is with that. Is it a sports guy? No. Is it, it a is music not. guy? It is not. This was I known know. as the Western White House owned by Richard Nixon. Oh, really? Really? Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes, San Clemente is right on the coast. I believe it's a little bit more San Diego than Los Angeles. That's where he would vacation, right? That's where he would vacation. It's, I was thinking about this with presidents because there were some, you know, usually they were in the White House or they were at Camp David mm-hmm. or they were traveling somewhere else. But as far as places they had, I can't think of that many who had places that were unique to them. Now, around here, when LBJ was in office, there was the LB, LBJ mansion down in Johnson City, which still stands today and used to be a big, you know, vacation and go-see point, you know, if you were down that down that part of the world. And I don't know how much time he actually spent there while he was in office, though. But there have been some others, a few, who had places like this. But with Nixon, it was pretty well known. He was either at Camp David in the White House or he was here at San Clemente. Um, this uh, is a walled estate, Corby. It sits in a gated enclave. Enclave? On a, enclave. Enclave. <laughs> Sharknado. You're doing great. Thank you. Wait a minute. W- wait a minute. <laughs> One of the smartest linguistic people that I know just got enclave wrong. Enclave? Yeah, enclave. <laughs> All right, I got my syllables mixed up. You're doing great. Seriously. Um, it overlooks the ocean. It's a <laughs> Down below is a popular surfing spot. Now, you're kind of into that, aren't you? I'm a well-known surfer. 
Um, it's got 450 feet, almost five and a half acres, you're, 450 feet of beachfront property. You're a butt surfer. Um, it Good is one. a Spanish colonial revival style main residence with a two-bedroom guest house. You're going to need one of those. Of course. I need guests. Where are the servants' quarters? Because he's definitely going to oh, need those. Oh, he's definitely going to need those, too. Well, multiple that. staff residences. Oh, good. So there that's you the go. Up, that's the updated, you know, that's yeah, what they call it now. The more correct yes. terminology. But we all know that they are servants', servants quarters. quarters. Mm-hmm. And we also all know that he will need those. Mm-hmm. Servants. It has a greenhouse, a swimming pool, a tennis court. Oh. Game yeah. on. Yeah. And it's in California, so... Maybe you could turn your greenhouse into a grow house. <laughs> in a pool. Look, Five O just court. showed up here. I don't want to be talking about weed or anything. I didn't say weed. Well, he's looking at you now. Yeah. Look, he's writing your he name is. down. I'm looking at him. It was him, sir. Not us. <laughs> him. It also has formal gardens and large expanses of lawn. Now, you realize what could be done with those? Side yards? Putting greens. Putting greens. How about that? You never have to leave. Yeah. 9,000 square feet for the main house. It was built in 1926. It features tile and hardwood flooring, arched doorways, and groin vaulted ceilings. Groin? Groin. What's that mean? I don't know. Like spelled like groin? Yes. I assume it's pronounced the same way, but I'm not sure of that. Is that part of the enclave? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> is it capitalized? No. Huh. I don't know. It has an ocean view office, which was used by Nixon, and a master suite with an expanded bedroom and closet area. Rooms open to a courtyard with a tiled fountain. Man, where did he get his money? He was a lawyer. He was so hooked up, it's not even funny. Like, did he? So he was a law talking guy, like an active yeah. lawyer before he did any of the politics? politics stuff. He did politics for a long time. Yeah, he was a really... very long time, but he was an attorney before. I'm sure he was quite wealthy mm-hmm. by the time he got he into that. He might have been born into it. Are there any poor presidents? Like, are there any presidents that come from poor stock? Wrong. Not anymore. Like a hobo? <laughs> well, Obama, he didn't have a lot of money, did he? They lived in Hawaii, if you believe that. What about Clinton? Well, all the, by, the, by the time these guys run for president, they've all had successful business dealings. And they're all pretty well off. But as far as coming from it, I don't know if Clinton did necessarily. And I don't know if Obama did either necessarily. Yeah. But, I mean, they could have, but I just don't know. I mean, you have to have a moneyed profession leading into running for president, you know? Yeah. yeah. The you, average spare guy you're not just be can't a, Yeah, you can't go, go from do it. greeter to Walmart and start a campaign. He has hosted Japanese premieres, South Vietnamese presidents, and many celebrities such as Frank Sinatra, John Wayne, and Cesar Romero. <laughs> Cesar Romero? Isn't that the, the juggler or the, I don't the know, cat burglar? What was I his, think so. What was his name in Batman? The Joker. The Joker. Yeah, the Joker. Not the juggler. The juggler? <laughs> the ticket. And radio is happening. Hang on. 
let the uh, theme play out. Oh, okay. I was letting you know we were coming back. Right. Okay. Sit here and drink my beer. Maybe rub one out tonight. Cause I can hardly wait to find out just what is on Mike's mind. He can hardly wait to find out just what is on Mike's mind. Thank you. Who's being leveraged here? Canton Hall and Vaughn Lane. So I was not here Friday, surprisingly, because I'd fully planned on being here. But um, I was waylaid by a phenomenon that I had never experienced before. Hmm. This was not good. So was this on Friday that you discovered this malady? No. Actually, it was Thursday evening, which right away tells you that the potential for disaster is high. Yeah, so Thursday, we did the show here, right? Yeah, you guys are in all week, and we're supposed to be out Friday. You were already on vacation. It was going to be Mike and Jake filling in. No, no, no. You saw about Thursday. Oh, we're, we moved moved you, it back a day. Yeah. You were in studio on Thursday. We were okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you went home. That's what I was saying. Were you feeling yeah. bad though? No, no. I was fine. I was fine. Did I say something? Wrong? I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I had a uh, to meet with a guy over a couple things. Shady and vague. Yeah, it's shady and vague. The way I roll. So I had I, to meet a guy about a couple of things. Yeah. I mean, you could have been buying a guitar or selling five kilos of black tar heroin. Right. Probably the latter. Yeah. Think the latter and you'll be closer to the truth. Anyway, I stopped off at a place that I don't have in the regular rotation, but I figured I could go in there and get something to eat and it'd be okay because it's good and it's quick and i could get up there and do what i gotta do then get out of there right Mm -hmm. so i did and everything seemed fine i went up and and did what i had to do and then went home and everything was completely copacetic it was just a normal night coming down here oh dear did you already meet with your friend yeah okay until air quote friend all of a sudden, I felt a tapping on the shoulder mm. and a gurgling Uh-oh. in the tummy. Uh-oh. By the way, I'd like to welcome our auction crew who uh, just wanted to Yeah, you'll in like this story. You'll like your... this story. Yeah, you can tell all your friends you heard a Mike Diarrhea story <laughs> <laughs> live in person. And by the way, when Jake and I introduced the show on on Friday, you know, coming out of the gate, it was like, and you know, you got Jake and Danny out here at Fan and Tree Farm. Corby's on vacation in beautiful Big Bend in the near in the border of uh, Texas. Blah 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 blah. And Mike has diarrhea. (laughs) We just assumed. Are you serious? You didn't even know? No, I had no idea. We just assumed. (laughs) I always assume that. Yeah, you have to. That's not an unfair assumption. Well, anyway, what seemed to be 
happening indeed was. And I figured I was getting the flu. Oh, my God. Because this quite often will be a precursor just to that. You Were know? you starting to feel bad, though? Yeah. Well, or I, just I, the stomach well, gurgling? I, I thought I was. I thought I was starting to feel bad. But this went on into the night, and I said, and then I started thinking, you know, I don't feel that bad. Usually when you get the flu, you get body aches. I don't have that. Yeah, that's key. Fever, sweats. Yeah. You get fevered. You get sweats. Didn't have any of that. Sometimes you'll get, you know, a stopped up head or a runny nose or something like that. Didn't have anything like that. But, man, I was just absolutely flat. And I finally figured out later on in the end of the night that what I had was food poisoning. And I had never had food poisoning before. How have you made it through? You know why? Because it's his chicken nugget mac and cheese. That's all. He only eats certain things. Mm, he doesn't experiment. No, you never experiment. No. You, you, never, never, you never eat at risky places no. like food truck. No, I don't. Or gas station. I don't. Which is and, about all I eat. And I, th- this was not a risky place either. Now, I don't want to say what because I know the guy. I've known him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he's a pal and he's a friend of yours as well. And I don't want to say what, because I could probably go there again tonight, although I don't think I will, but if I probably could, and it'd be fine. Right. But this got so bad later on into the night that I was just laying in bed going, oh, man, I better get into the bathroom. <laughs> and I was I got so disoriented that I couldn't remember where the which wall the bathroom light was on. In a place that you lived in for years. In a place years. that I've lived in for six years. <laughs> I got what that. What are you doing here? I got that completely. Now, when you met your friend, did you guys have any drinks or anything? N- there was no alcohol whatsoever involved in this. Okay. And I didn't have anything further to eat. Maybe I should have. Maybe that would have put the quietus on this a little bit. I don't bit. know. I don't know if it does that. Well, anyway. Somehow, I decided that the thing for me to do to get myself back together again would be to lay down on the cold bathroom floor because in addition to all that, I was starting to get cold sweats. Oh, yeah. So I did. And there is a period of about, I don't know, anywhere from 30 seconds to three minutes that I just cannot account for. I don't know what happened. Did you run to the light, Carol Ann? Well, how do you even know that you were out for any period of time? Did you just come to? Yeah, I just finally came to. It's Walter White's fugue state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Naked in the desert. <laughs> it kind of was, almost. Corby was in the desert. Mike was just naked. Yeah. Right. right. No, I was fully clothed. It was okay, more or less. Make the story a little bit better. Yeah, Someone might have slipped you a Mickey. Man, I don't know. I don't know what it was. His fish sticks? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He said he didn't drink. His beanie weenies. (laughs) Mashed it up in there. I don't know what it was, but I swear that is as close to death as I've ever been. I don't think I've ever passed out like that before for that long a time. 
And I know it wasn't like 30 seconds or something like that. It was longer than that. Yeah. Where you just were out. Where I was just out. And, and you I don't know. And I don't remember a thing about it. And I, I, I remember coming to going, am I on the bathroom floor here? Uh, and I was thinking, okay, how how did I wind up here? And then, then things started coming back to me a little bit. But the 15-minute window is gone in the wind. You don't remember anything during that time. You know what? You died. So had you had bad bathroom? Like, is that had that been ongoing? Like throughout the night? Yeah. Before this? Yeah. I can tell you exactly what happened. Because Long, this is, bad bathroom. Be, he got dehydrated. This is exactly, you're right. This is what has happened to me a ton of times. Whether it's playing sports, whether just whatever. If I get dehydrated, uh, you can go into a certain state where you will completely black out. And it's called like syncope or something like that it happened to you on lower greenville one night after you ran a marathon didn't rehydrate and went out and had beer yeah and i but i didn't even i didn't even have more than a sip of beer yeah and you got sick and i'm like and i could feel it coming on and i ran out of the bar and i ended up passing out in the alley and yeah you can't account for that for what and then you came to and you probably felt just as horrible as you've ever felt and then it yes, went away I did. After, and then it went away after a couple of minutes no, no, it stayed through the night. Oh, really? It stayed through the night. And that's what led me to think that I had food poisoning. Because you I, probably did, but and then you got dehydrated, yeah, and it yeah. was the double whammy. There's no doubt that's what happened. Well, it kept me down that night. It kept me down for most of the next day. Sunday was a little bit better, and yesterday was the first day after that that I started that I started to feel a little bit normal. And again. you know what the key is when you start sweating like that? When you start getting the cold sweats. And I don't know how much you remember how long the cold sweats lasted. Typically, that's a precursor of maybe a couple of minutes before you pass out. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. You probably needed an, an IV. Damn. Yeah. And once you, once that happens, it's coming on and there's nothing you can do. This has happened to me a dozen times. Man, it didn't seem like I was thirsty or anything, though. You don't, you don't, you don't know. don't feel that way. Yeah, you don't know. It's not like you you know, you've been crawling through the desert or something like that. It's just... Your body, that's the body's reaction. And again, you had other things going on as well, which exacerbated things and made it way worse. Boy, there's nothing more that'll dehydrate you dehydrate you than that yeah. long bathroom. Long, long bad, bad bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> that's what happened. And how then do you, how and do you then, think Bachman Lake got filled? That's water. <laughs> and then you and then the food poisoning that lasted all the way through the evening and day and yeah, the next day. And and on and on. Mm. Sorry, man. So that's why Sucks. I was not here Friday. Sorry you died, bro. Yeah. Welcome back. The ticket. Well, today, Ronaldinho is walking things back a little bit. Because for the better part of last week, it was said that he was set to marry his two girlfriends simultaneously in august yeah yes he is 38 years old he lives where rio de janeiro yeah and for the last i don't know how long really but for a good while now he has been shacked up with two chicks what was the guy's name? Um, there was a documentary, a documentary on HBO that was made about him not too long ago. Big movie producer. 
We all watched it. And we talked about it. He was an older guy. He died here probably in the last handful of years. But he, too, had multiple yes. wives. Brad Pitt uh, was good friends with him. Like, the dude's a monster producer. And he I don't recall his name. Give me a second. Fell in love with... And, and the, the original wife was like, yeah, he fell in love with this assistant. And they all lived together. Like it was no big deal. Well, one of these women is Priscilla Coelho. And the other is... Um, Beatriz. I don't see a, a surname <laughs> no, no. on it. Was she, it Jerry Weintraub? Yeah, 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 Jerry Weintraub. That's it. That's it. I don't see a surname on Beatriz. Doesn't need one, bruh. But um, for some time now, he and the two of them have been shacking up down in Rio, and mm-hmm. supposedly everybody is cool with this arrangement. Until it's they're illegal. not. It's illegal, Yeah, but they're fine with it. Yeah, there is that minor detail. That it is illegal, but just as far as how this all works among them, all good. He had an illustrious career with big Euro teams and has been living with these two since December of last year. Um, however, he is now telling people, or he told a Brazilian newspaper that despite this, he does not not have plans on marrying any of them. He says that he is not marrying anyone and to ignore the rumors, despite the fact that it got out last week that they would all be married. What a beating. Why would you Why? ever do that? Especially if you're him, the most famous athlete in the world. One of them. I mean, top three. Top five. You're thinking of Ronaldo. Oh. This, this is Ronaldinho. Oh, okay. Well, he's not top five. But <laughs> no. Yeah. He's pretty big in Brazil, though. He's worth probably $100 bucks at least. He is said to have met Priscilla while playing for Atletico Mineiro in Brazil after ending his career overseas. And then uh, the other one, um, Beatriz Souza. He met her in 2016 and has been dating both ever since. In Brazil, marriages between more than two people is outlawed. However, the law does allow for civil unions between three people. What does that mean? That means that if they want to keep their scene the way it is yeah. and nobody be married, then that they can do. But if they're going to try and make this legal in some way, yeah, then that is not going to fly. Back in 2000 and let's see what year this was, 2016, he was number nine as far as the richest footballers in the world with an estimated net worth of $93 million right behind. Yes, which is coincidentally the year in which he met Beatriz. Oh, right behind Mike. Schweiny. Schweiny. Bastian Schweinsteiger's net ah, worth the is greatness of Schweiny. $84 million. Then you have Raul. Not real familiar with him. Uh, Kaka. Kaka. Wayne Rooney. Uh, Ibrahimovic. Neymar. Messi and Ronaldo. Ronaldo's net worth two years ago was two fifty. Well, what? we're we're waiting to find out exactly where Donaldinho falls. There's on no Donaldinho. 
We're waiting for reaction from yeah, Donald Yeah, we're Dini. waiting for a reaction from Donald Dino. Maybe he has some sort of similar plans. Do you know how cheap that joke is? It all started from Ron and Don. Yeah, who were on a competing radio station, and they did, what, afternoon drive or nights? Were they against us? I think they were doing middays for a while. And it was just like they kind her. of bounced around, and then they ended up doing, I believe, yeah. like seven to ten at night. But it's yeah, a lot they, of hey. They, they were brought on board as a direct reaction to us. Are you serious? Yeah. So oh, this yeah. is the nineties. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, the reason they brought them on is because they tried to hire us away and couldn't. Yeah. This and was in the two thousands. They were on. Was it? Oh yeah. They, yeah they, yeah. This they were on after two thousand one. Okay. Yeah. They tried. They they brought them in as a. A reaction to us. They wanted somebody like us, and they ran them in here. And it was and, a lot of, hey, yeah. we're on a Don show. Let's get some lesbos up here, you homos. <laughs> That's hey. awesome. Hey, you you want to see something like that? Would you like that? <laughs> so now anytime there's a Ron, there's there got to be, be a Don, Don around. Yeah. Or if there's a Don, there's a Ron around. And so when there was a Ronaldinho, Mike was like, where's Donaldinho? Yes. <laughs> And there is Ronaldo, so there's got to be a Donaldo. <laughs> just the way it goes. That's, well, they, that's the natural order of things. They ended up leaving the market, and I think went to like, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, they're in they're Seattle, there. and they've been there for a long time, and apparently they do very well up there. Oh, and you know on. what? If you if you strip away all of the, hey, that type of radio, they were actually pretty good. It's got to be gone by now. They can't be still doing that. Hey, let's get a beach today at the studio. <laughs> I remember when KVIL had the Cowboys. Yeah. They tried to work one of them into the Cowboys pregame show. I think it was. What? I think it was Don. Yeah. Yeah, they tried to work one of them into the Cowboys pregame show and into their Cowboy broadcast for a while. God. And that didn't take so well. Yeah, they've been in Seattle since 2006. They've been on for 12 years, and they do afternoon drive up there on K-I-R-O-F-M. Ah, legendary rock station up there. Ron Upshaw and Don O'Neill. Yeah, that's it. That's who he was. Don O'Neill. Hey. Don o- Ron and boy, Upshaw. Looking at their promo photo, they're still, hey. <laughs> Are they really? Oh, man. This is such testosterone-fueled afternoon PM drive man radio. I just I can't understand why a guy like that though, like Ronaldinho, would would do this. This just seems. I mean, even if he's backing away from it, he still is living. Admittedly, living. Yeah, with, he says that uh, he doesn't say anything about the situation changing. Right, right. but they two of them. Two, and even the thought of marrying them both. And do you think that the women are just, they're really fine with it? Like, publicly, when somebody asks them, hey, yeah, yeah, we're good, we, we love each other. Yeah, we all love each other. Privately, though? Oh, God. <laughs> can you imagine oh, what they say about each other? One is too many. Look, I'm... Why would you want two? 